Cattlemen's Congress, the Bell Ringer Sale, Market Info, Crew, let's ranch it up. Good day, everyone, and thanks for riding with us as we ranch it up. I am your host and producer, Jeff Tigger Earhart. Tigger. A big thank you goes out to our partners, the American Semental Association, the IGS Feeder Profit Calculator, Downtown Threads, Oklahoma, Medora Boot and Western Wear, Ranch House Coffee, RFD TV, the Cowboy Channel, and Wrangler. We have got a packed show for you today, y'all. Here's what we have on the rundown. Updates from Oklahoma City and home of the Cattlemen's Congress. How about the bell ringer sale from Superior Livestock? And this one is even bigger than imagined. We've got Collins on the hotline, questions from listeners, market reports, lots to cover. So let's get to today's Cattle Battle. Let's get it on. Cattle Battle. Today's Cattle Battle is brought to you by Ranch House Coffee. Order in bulk at ranchhousecoffee.com. I believe he's got five-pound bags of coffee. Now, that's a lot of coffee. And Simmental and Sim Genetics. Bull sales are everywhere right now, crew. Time for an update. It's time for a change. It's time for Simmental. Thanks, crew. For more information and to find bull sales near you, just head to Simmental.org. The Cattlemen's Congress is going full tilt as we speak in Oklahoma City. When the National Western Stock Show and Rodeo in Denver, Colorado got canceled, Oklahoma rallied to the cause and is the host of the first annual Cattlemen's Congress. Last I got wind was there was just a tick over 10,000 head, nine to 10,000 head from across the country are attending, entered in the various different shows and sales. So what is it like for seed stock producers that are there looking to showcase this year's genetic packages, their bulls, their females, the sales that are going on, youth shows. What What is the change like? I wish I could be there. The Circle S crew had Gelvy and Gelvy Genetics on display, entered in the shows and in the national sale. I talked to John earlier in the week and caught up with him right in the middle of, of one of the shows, actually. What is it like being in uh, at OKC versus being at Denver? Oh, it, uh, I'll tell you what, uh, I think the general consensus outside the people that Denver's in their backyard is just overwhelming. They are very thankful for the people of Oklahoma putting this on. Uh, the facilities are just awesome. The beautiful show ring, uh, barns are well ventilated, higher ceilings, um, just, just, and very welcoming. Uh, I'd say there's someone always at a door opening or an intersection asking if you need help or if you do need help, they'll tell you where to go. What's the feeling of everybody around? Has everything been okay where people have said, all right, here's a situation, but we still got to move forward? Yep, yep, that's it. Uh, I mean, they're asking, uh, you know, to do social distance as much as possible. But uh, you know what? The cattle people as a whole have common sense. Right. And everybody's doing a really nice job of that. Uh, if you're uh, a bit of spectator in the show ring, they've got, you know, uh, seats gapped. And uh, they ask you to wear your face covering in here. And everybody's doing a pretty darn good job. We don't want to compare Oklahoma City to the National Western Stock Show in Denver by any stretch of the imagination. But to just kind of summarize, it's pretty darn decent. And thank goodness we've got a place to go and exhibit cattle and market cattle and network and do all those things that we got to do this time of year prior to bull sale season. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I mean, I don't want to compare the two either, but uh, 
it, there's not a comparison. And I'll just leave it at that because I'm very thankful that these people st- stepped up and, and did this to help collaborate with other breeders and, and try to get our first step going in the bull season, selling season, and uh, get us off on the right step and try to get ourselves somewhat to back to some normalcy and globally as well. As you can hear, lots of busy in the background. Judges giving off official reasons on classes. There's announcements, et cetera. Regardless, John, thanks for for taking just a few minutes to visit with us. Lots and lots of thank yous and words of appreciation have gone out to all the staff at OKC, the state of Oklahoma, the Department of Ag, et cetera, as producers begin the process, as I said, of promoting their genetics that will be for sale this upcoming year. Now, Circle S Ranch, they focus on Galvi and Galvi genetics bulls. Females, commercial and registered, semen, embryos, Gelford cattle. Interesting. We will hear more about those in that sale coming up in a month or two. Now, Dr. Bob Weber from Kansas State University is at the Congress as well, but not academically. Bob and his family are exhibitors, and I was able to have him put the scotch comb and the clipper down to get another update. Tell me why why you've got you and your, your kids down there. What show are you participating in? Yep, so uh, our family, my wife Tammy and our daughter Maddie and uh, sons Cooper and Wyatt, we've been showing some uh, Hereford cattle. And uh, so we're here for the duration, right? Uh, two bread-known heifers and a purchased heifer. And uh, we're just super excited, you know, Oklahoma City. From uh, our home near Manhattan, Kansas, is no, oh, I don't know, four and a half, five hour drive. It's an easy, easy commute. Weather's fantastic, so we thought, you know, given all the crazy COVIDness stuff of uh, last year's show season, this was a great opportunity to kind of kick off the year and to get some extra show time in and, and a little vacation. So our families, um, you know, like a lot of cattle showing uh, junior families, uh, take vacation time at, at shows. And so we're here on vacation. So we went to Cattleman's last night for a good steak and our anniversaries today. So we're just having a great time here in Oklahoma City. Oh, well, maybe I need to ask your wife if she's having a great time, too, you know, since the anniversary. We'll it was her idea to come. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm hearing some absolute wonderful things coming out of the the cattlemen's congress people have been saying the staff are exceptional that yeah there's a learning curve of course where so many people are are maybe used to how things are done in a a different location of course but the first annual cattlemen's congress i'm hearing everybody saying this is wonderful it's fantastic and maybe that's just because so many of us just want want to get out to begin with well, I think there's there's surely a little of that, but uh, yeah, hats off to the, the staff uh, here at uh, at Cattlemen's uh, Congress. Just done an outstanding job. You know, we got here um, well before we got here. Even um, my wife does all the entry stuff, and she kept forwarding me all these emails with you know videos on how to set up and prepare for your stalls and you know, how to pull into the fairgrounds and get oriented around. Just the this level of service and, and sort of exhibitor friendliness has been astounding. It's been great. So, Do you think that going forward, this is something that Oklahoma could potentially sustain is, is having? Because I've heard, uh, I mean, I've heard and, and read dollar amounts that have been funneled to the Cattlemen's Congress, and it, it is absolutely awesome how the state has rallied around it. So do you think that this could be something that could we could have the second annual in 2022. Well, I, I I really do. I think there there's a, a huge opportunity, and and again, not taking anything away from Denver, it's a been a hallmark for uh, a lot of years for a lot of folks. But 
um, you know, Oklahoma City stepped in and, and filled a void. Um, and lots of enthusiasm here, lots of questions around the barn just to that that uh, very question about, you know, do you think it will come next year? Do you think they'll have it next year? And so it'll be interesting to see, um, you know, the, the group that's involved in kind of the planning organizations, many of the same folks that are involved in, in OIE, which as big as Cattlemen's Congress is, OIE is a much bigger show. And so, you know, they've They've got a lot of experience and know what they're doing, and it, it really shows. Thank you, Bob, for the update and another very happy anniversary to you and the missus. Just got this update, by the way. John Shear from Circle S Ranch, whom we were just visiting with. Their outfit got reserve grand champion Galvey Heifer pen of three and reserve grand champion Galvey bull pen of three. Nice work, my friends. More Ranch It Up Like Cattle Sales coming up. Watch RFD-TV anytime, anywhere on all your connected devices with RFD-TV now. Simply go to watchrfdtv.com and sign up for just $9.99 a month or save more and pay just $89.99 for the year. You can begin streaming RFD-TV live right away and have access to your favorite shows 24-7 on demand. Go to watchrfdtv.com, sign up, and start streaming today. I love this time of year. It's busy, exciting, nerve-wracking all in one. And now that we're getting ready to run those calves across the scale, ask yourself, is it really working? Did it really work? It's not about pounds. It's about profit. Sim and Sim Genetics, the science breed. The science of genetic improvement is at the core of the breed's existence, period. Profit through science. That's Simmental. It works. Everyone asks me, Tigger, where do you get your boots? What do you look for in boots? Well, for me, it's customer service and American-made boots and tack. Medora Boot and Western Wear takes care of everything I need. You can shop online at MedoraBoot.com or follow along Facebook and Instagram. Give Medora Boot and Western Wear a call and tell them Tigger sent you. Medora Boot and Western Wear, making boots great again. Hashtag Tigger approved. Moving right along, crew, lots to cover, so settle in, settle down. Let's talk sales the superior way. Superior Livestock is preparing to host one bell ringer of a sale. In fact, that is what they call it, the bell ringer sale. Here is where we need to pay attention. Because of the enormous number of cattle being offered on the bell ringer video sale, Superior Livestock has extended the sale dates. It starts on Tuesday, January 12th runs through Thursday, January 14th. I'm with Danny Jones, president of Superior Livestock, with more on the bell ringer sale. We've increased this year. Last year we had 88,000. The year before, I think 86,000. This year it's a, a large sale, not really nice offering of 142,000. Oh my goodness. So this is a substantial increase. Why is that, do you think, Danny? Well, some of it is timing on delayed marketing. So there are more weaned cattle and uh, yearling cattle probably this January than there have been in the last few years. But uh, also we did experience a general increase in business in 2020. So hopefully some good carryover and moving forward with uh, good customer service and growth in our company. What type of cattle are we talking going to be offered? Predominantly yearlings. Uh, we have uh, about 80,000 plus yearling cattle. And then uh, we have a uh, 
tremendous number of uh, of weaned calves. Uh, very few unweaned calves and uh, some beef dairy crosses and a few Holsteins and breadstock. Now, I, I know this is hard because none of us have a crystal ball, or uh, maybe some of us still have. Remember that eight ball? It was the magic eight ball, and you shook it up, and it's <laughs> try again. You know, I did that in 2020 how many times, and I would shake my magic eight ball, and it would say, try again or lose a turn was maybe my favorite <laughs> one with that. What are we looking for the market to be? I, I, I know I'm just going to uh, – I'm an eternal optimist. All of us have to be in, in the cattle business. But coming off of 2020, is there a fair amount of strength that, that you've seen in this market? We had some good strength late year. Uh, obviously, there's been some uh, weakness in the board last last uh, few days here recently, some pullback. But uh, the – the actual auctions have gone well. The demand for the for the light weaned calves uh, here in January, when health issues are pretty much behind us, and uh, we're we're moving forward with uh, really good uh, prices on the light weaned calves ready to graze. Uh, yearling prices have been excellent as well. Uh, it'd be interesting to see what a nice offering like 142,000 prime mm-hmm. cattle will will do for the market so we're looking forward to putting that out there and and seeing where uh buyers uh, are willing to take this market here in the next week. So for people wanting to watch what 142,000 head could potentially do on the marketplace and or I encourage people to bid if it's a particular weight class or an offering that fits your outfit, your program, where is the best place? How do we do it? Talk us through that, Danny. Well, we've got three days of auction beginning at 8 o'clock Central uh, next Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, 12th, 13th, and 14th Mm -hmm. of January. And uh, we'll begin again at uh, 8 o'clock sharp each day, and we'll sell all day. They're pretty full days, about 10 hours of auction each day. And uh, like you said, we're offering 142,000 cattle. We'll be southern yearlings on Tuesday, uh, yearlings from uh, the north and the west, on uh, Wednesday, as well as beef dairy crosses and, and Holsteins, and then on uh, on Thursday we have a really nice offering of uh, predominantly all wean calves from across the country, and you can you can watch that on uh, Superior. Click to bid from go to our website, and you can go right to watch the auction. And uh, there's instructions there as well to how to register for a buyer number if you haven't done that yet. So uh, we're looking forward to a really good auction. And very interesting that it is going to be, again, let me reiterate, Tuesday the 12th, Wednesday the 13th, Thursday the 14th from Oklahoma City because that's where the Cattlemen's Congress is going on as we speak. So it is Oklahoma City is is where it's at in the cattle world right now. We're looking forward to a big week in Oklahoma City. We're glad uh, that to, to be hosting Cattlemen's Congress and as, as well as uh, – uh, moving our auction uh, traditionally has been in Denver, mm-hmm. uh, but because of the move of the National Western and Cattlemen's Congress, we're uh, we're moving the sale to Oklahoma City as well. Tuesday, January twelfth through Thursday, January fourteenth, the thirty third annual Bell Ringer Sale taking place in OKC this year. View online at superiorlivestock.com and SAL TV channel nine nine seven. Great people at Superior Livestock that do an amazing job of putting buyers and sellers together with one of the largest buyer bases around. And of course, we will bring you the recaps right here on Ranch It Up. Thank you, Danny. Now, heading to the hotline, the email hotline, actually, 
And y'all can get a hold of me on the hotline 24-7. The number is 707-RANCH-20, 707-R-A-N-C-H-2-0. Just leave me a message anytime. Now, I had a listener email me a question about an interview that we did a few weeks ago with Dustin Hessman in Central States Testing. We were, if you remember this, we were discussing biosecurity on the ranch, the feed yard in particular. Now, the question was around BVDPI testing everything. Now, the listener says, why should we? Dustin Hessman, I have you back on the telly, and thanks for jumping on with us. Very last minute, the listener is asking, why are you recommending testing everything when we take advantage of all the vaccinations available to use? I'm going down this road with the listener. There is that argument, and I tend to agree. And I'm going to push back on this where I vaccinate all the critters. I take great pride in our health program that we have and our nutrition, too, the things that we've talked about in the past. The third component that we've talked about in the past, too, has been the BVDPI testing. So why do I need to do this when I'm already vaccinating for it? And like I said, I and you know me, I take great, great, great pride in the health program of our herd, the nutrition program of our herd. I try to use everything that we have available to us. So why do I need to potentially test those critters? Vaccination is a great component unless you have one of those persistently infected animals in there. And again, persistently infected animals have it for life and there's no cure. The reason vaccines aren't effective whenever you have one of those in a group is PI sheds so many virus particles that they essentially overpower or outrun a vaccine. Another part to that, you give cattle BVDPI vaccine as you're processing, it'll take four to seven days to start to see any benefit from that vaccine. BVDPI is going to take effect within 72 hours. So what happens when we, so say I compromise with you and I say, okay, we are going to uh, test that pin. What happens when I come back with uh, with a positive case? Then what do I do? Uh, the best thing to do is leave them, put them out in the yard and just get rid of that one PI animal that's causing all the problems. So then will I need to PI test that particular pen again after X amount of time? No. Um, once a PI, always a PI. Um, so if that is the only PI you found in that pen, there's no reason to go through and test the pen again. Dustin Hessman with Central States Testing. Thank you for answering that one for me. For us, I should say, and you know, really for bringing that to our attention and explaining this in a way that makes all the sense in the world. Now, you can visit with Dustin anytime by heading to CSTBVD. That's the contact information there. CSTBVD. Give Dustin a call. He's the president and director of marketing and sales. He'll be more than happy to visit with you to explain things, to answer questions, because it gets a little complicated when we start talking about all of these things on a very molecular level. Hashtag keep cattle healthy. I appreciate that, Dustin. Covering lots today. Still more to come. Fat cattle have been selling just downright all right. Shaylee and I talk more after the break. To be known, you have to be seen. To be seen, you have to be noticed. Downtown Threads has us covered. They provide that upscale, stylish, noticeable custom embroidery design for premium clothing, apparel, and caps. They do it all for us. Downtown Threads Oklahoma has the graphic design team and knowledge to take your look to the next level and be seen. Call today, 580-237-7060. 
and follow on Facebook at Downtown Threads Oklahoma. Hashtag Tigger approved. You asked for it, you got it. Watch the Cowboy Channel anytime, anywhere with the Cowboy Channel Plus. Live stream the Cowboy Channel or watch your favorite PRCA rodeos on demand. Classic PRCA rodeos added weekly. Get the Cowboy Channel Plus for only $9.99 a month or save 25% by signing up for a full year. Visit CowboyChannelPlus.com to sign up and start streaming today. I have about a half a dozen questions, quick-like, as we talk cattle, selling cattle, selling feeder cattle. Are you finally done with the drama? Do you really want to know what drives profit in those calves? What could drive profit in those calves? Is it time for services that are for the real world that work today as well as tomorrow? If your bull purchases don't come with genetic predictions from International Genetic Solutions, you need to ask why not. Here's another question you need to ask. Why isn't your seed stock supplier using the most advanced approach to genetic evaluation in the business? We have all been through enough, but we need a little bit more. On my outfit, it's real simple. We use genetic partners that value our dollars as much as we do. IGS, International Genetic Solutions. Ask for it. Why? Because it works. Shaylee Stewart, Cattle Market News and DTN. Shaylee, we are into 2021. How was your your New Year's? Did we wrap it up? Did we have a good one? Was there was there champagne wishes and caviar dreams, as they say? <laughs> You know, there wasn't champagne wishes and caviar dreams just because we had three days worth of Christmas around here just to get to both of my sides of the family. And then we had to get to Jimmy's family. And so by the time we wrapped up Christmas, Jimmy and I both felt like we ran a marathon or that we hiked to the top of Mount Everest. And so we were kind of partied out. And so, you know, we, uh, we're not really big celebrators of new year. We, we both really appreciate an early bedtime, but we could not be more excited for 2021 and the excitement that it has to bring. You know, what's interesting is talking to, as you have, uh, and just kind of the way the holiday landed uh, this year with, with holidays, I should say, um, over the weekend, talking with an enormous amount of people. And everybody has obviously been very glad to put 2020 behind us. But <laughs> right. Very interesting of everything we've talked about up to this point. People, I, I don't want to say being cautious. I'm going to say being optimistically cautious if that if that is such a thing but I, yes. I guess that's how when i've talked with a lot of the the different cattlemen that, that i talk to on a daily basis which a lot of them are down at the uh, at the congress in oklahoma city as we speak um they have been optimistic as we need to be but yet in the same breath cautious to not maybe make an emotional decision one way over the or, or the other and i would say that that can translate into kind of what happened right at the turn of the new year when fats were higher, there was some strength in the market. So there, in my opinion, correct me if I'm wrong, and we can we can banter, but in my opinion, that was telling me that there was legitimate strength in our market going into 2021, and it was not based on an emotional decision. It was based on fact. 
Yes, absolutely. And I I think that that coin has to be talked on dual sides. So most certainly our market has been based on the facts and it has been rallying on the sheer essence that there is strong momentum building in the marketplace. And that's a good thing because you know what? The lack of profitability throughout the beef sector has been absolutely tragic through 2020. But you know what? I do have to say, you know, you and I talk about the problem of bringing emotion into the marketplace and just how dangerous it can be. But at the same time, I look at 2021 and I see the emotion, not the emotion, I should say the reaction of people and how they are just flat ready. They, they, they look at 2021 with a blank stare and for lack of a better word, don't baffle me beautiful kind of face. You know, they, they want the facts. They want, they want the Hashtag. hard details. <laughs> don't baffle me beautiful. Yeah. They, they are just ready for 2021 and they're ready for a different atmosphere. And so they're not going into it with emotion, but they're looking at it with raw intention because they are tired of leaving profits on the table. They are tired of getting sorry prices. And so I look at this fat cattle market and I see that's exactly what feedlots have been doing. They've been saying, you know what, we've been feeding these fat cattle for months on end. And we see these box beef prices starting to gain and rally and, and just stride forward. And holy smokes, talk about beef exports. Heck, I mean, last week's report was up 82% from the previous four week average. So there is stout demand for beef. And if anything, 21 2020 excuse me can hang its hat on it's that even through uncertainty and through a global pandemic beef was sought at outrageous demand and you know what there were people that were saying you know what after the price gouge that consumers went through early in the spring of 2020 their beef demand was going to be questioned they weren't going to return to the marketplace that couldn't be furthest from the truth if anything people were cooking at home they yes. wanted beef they trusted beef yes. and they love beef and so i look at 2020 and feedlots look at 2021 and cow-calf producers look at 2021 and they say, you know what? If there's money circulating throughout this marketplace, I'm stepping up and I'm getting my percentage. I'm getting my check. And it's not emotional. It's really factual because they know what they have. They know that they can potentially work this market higher. And that's what they intend to do. And if nothing else, when y'all are listening to this, go down to the freezer and grab a pound of ground <laughs> beef out, some hamburgers, thought, make burgers tonight, if nothing else, for everybody. Have a fun night. Do it in front of the TV. Grab and make some snackies, and it's burger night tonight. If we all rally together, we're all just going to be millionaires. Shaylee, as always, I appreciate it uh, so much, and you and I will rally again in one week, I do declare. Absolutely, my friend. As we always do week in and week out, I appreciate what you do. Thanks for this phenomenal show. Until next time, take care. Let's wrap this one, shall we, crew? A big ranch it up thanks to John Shear with Circle S Ranch and Bob Weber for the updates from the Cattlemen's Congress in Oklahoma City. Good luck to the rest of you that may be heading in that direction as we speak. Danny Jones with Superior Livestock for the updates. Remember the bell ringer sale is extended now. It is Tuesday the 12th through Thursday the 14th. And Dustin Hessman from Central States Testing for jumping back on and answering a few listener questions. Appreciate it. And I can't forget Shaley Stewart with Cattle Market News. Our partners, the American Semental Association, the IGS Feeder Profit Calculator, Downtown Threads, Medora Boot and Western Wear, Ranch House Coffee, RFD TV, the Cowboy Channel, and Wrangler. And now, crew, so glad y'all are coming along with me one more time as we ranch it up. Be sure to follow and like us on Facebook at Ranch It Up Show. Our email, ranchitupshow at gmail.com. And you can call me 24-7 and leave a message at 
Ranch 20. For those of you who live at the end of dirt roads, my friends, stay ranchy and ranch it up.